0: Learn more
1: at marines.com. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I am Boyd Hilton. Uh, Josh is otherwise engaged, but we are joined by two wonderful regulars, Jeff Arsenal. Hi, Jeff.
0: How the devil are you, Boyd?
1: I am splendid. Thank you very much. I bet. You're resplendent in your uh, Andy Warhol Marilyn Monroe T-shirt. Yeah. The listeners can't see, but I can. And we're joined by Rick Lawrence. Hi, Rick. Hi, Boyd. How are you? Good. And you're resplendent in the uh, chevron fest shirt. The uh, banana burnt banana was it? Was it burnt uh, banana? bruised? Bruised bruised banana. bruised banana. How can I get yeah. that? One? How embarrassing. Um in celebration obviously of our triumph.
2: Yeah, it was on it was on the floor actually. I think I had it on the other day, and it was uh, on my bedroom floor <clears throat> and on my walk to work this morning, I bumped into my neighbor who was also at the game yesterday and obviously wound down his window and said, Oh you know, obviously, wearing the shirt, had to wear the shirt then. I was like, yeah, well, do you know what? It's uh, you. It felt like you know when you used to wear uh, wear colours on the way to a cup final or something. You'd sometimes get like people honk yeah. their horns, and it was it was like that. It was like oh, someone's wearing an Arsenal shirt after yesterday. They've they're obviously in a good mood and sort of showing off. So it did feel a bit like that. It wasn't the intention, but obviously very happy to get some comments, uh, especially after after the victory.
1: Yeah, I was wearing the black the black and gold away shirt. Uh, yesterday and on my way back um this uh guy this uh manu guy kind of like motioned me over i thought he was gonna um i don't know like hit me or something um because uh he was he was wearing some man U top and he went no you deserve that mate you deserve that and I thought oh that's uh that's a rare moment of humility from a man united certainly was reflected in his manager ten Hag let's start there in fact I was thinking where to start why don't we start with the fact that Eric Ten Hag, this um, alleged tactical genius, you know, he's done pretty well with Man United, kind of. But he had this whole theory, Rick, that um had a litany of refereeing decisions that went against them. Now, all I would say is, I mean, if that's true, then he's ignoring one of the most incredible refereeing decisions of the whole game. Possibly the most incredible referee in the whole game, which was to reverse the penalty for us that never, ever happens in the VAR world. What do you think? Do you want me to
2: go through all of the citizens in yeah. one or?
1: Yeah, all the Ten Hag um, okay, allegations.
2: So obviously, he didn't, you know, why would he? But he didn't mention the fact that we had a penalty overturned. And as you do in your arsenal whatsapp groups there has been quite a lot of chat um actually last night after watching the game back i asked my friends what they if they thought it was a penalty and there was no one said it was definitely a penalty but also others a lot of people thought that it shouldn't have been overturned and i'm somewhere in between happy to overturn it because i don't think it was a penalty and i think i get the argument to say that it shouldn't have been overturned because you know the whole thing about re-referring the game and was it clear and obvious error I have no problem with it being overturned because I don't think it was a penalty. And I think if you're going to use VR, which I wish they didn't, if you're going to use it, you might as well get to the right decision. But I do hear the argument to say you can't just start overturning every decision whether it's, you know, when it when it's so debatable. But I have no problem overall in that one. I think the decision on uh, Hoyland, I think it's pronounced Hoyland. No, that's not a penalty for me, I think. It was it was more of a penalty, I think, than our one, but I don't think it was a penalty. Uh, the offside, no point debating. Like you know, they've got lines and all that, so you just have to accept it. You might be frustrated, but if their lines say it was offside, it was offside. And the one that really is just like clutching at straws is the goal. Our second goal, Rice's goal. What yeah. on earth he thinks. Like, if, yeah. if you're going to give free kick, I mean, if anything, it's just as much a penalty as it is a free kick. Right,
1: it's a penalty,
2: well, yeah. It's anything, if you th- yeah. If you, you you lose all credibility in argument, if you're going to include that in your whinging, like, if you think it's a penalty in, on Hoyland, then, like, you know, come out if you want to say it, it's boring, but don't moan about decisions, it's boring. But if you're going to say that, that's one thing. But to say that Johnny Evans was fouled is just mad. I actually said if you want to see desperation for a penalty, look at Gabrielle's reaction because Gabrielle's appealing for a penalty as Rice shoots which is yeah, yeah. Quite, quite hilarious but not the <laughs> yeah. first time an Arsenal player has begged for a penalty late on as we as we push for a, a late winner. But uh, yeah, mad to think that was a foul. Absolutely mad. I don't know what he's thinking. They're just bitter. Yeah. Just complete and utter sour grapes.
1: Total sour grapes. Uh, uh, Jeff, I I, I mean, I would normally be slightly reluctant to start with refereeing decisions, but I think it's so funny and entertaining, actually, that, that you know, what Ten Hag decided... And if you saw it, I watched it on... Uh, obviously, I went to the game, but then I watched it back on Sky, the whole thing from beginning to end. Yeah. And he's interviewed on the pitch... With you know their pundits, Theo Walcott oh, was there. It. Yeah, just see it, Rocky? Yeah. And I thought that the other—they're they, all like dumbstruck. <laughs> he read out the and he, It was really funny, wasn't it? It's just funny.
0: But, yeah, it's just. Cr- I just think I think he's just a desperate, desperate manager, reeling out all the stuff, making excuses for a for a, for a team that. Um, I mean, they they set up like Lou Castle did against us last year. Uh, they get come there, and to be honest with you, it, it gives us a little bit of. Uh, credit that, you know, how far we've come where, uh, you know, a, a, a big side uh, come like Manchester United with all the power and the money that's spent over the, over the summer again or the last five years um come to, they more or less say, like, OK, well, we can't really beat you man for man technically on the pitch. We're going to have to just Go long like they've done in the last two or three games against us, and they've had quite a lot of success. Apart from the, the place last year at our place, Um they've had a lot of success, like that, that long ball, and and that's the only thing they could do to, to get round it. But I mean, it, I I think they was poor. I think they set up poor. Um, I'm I to go back to the penalty. I think it was a penalty. I really do. I I, I think nine times out of ten, it would be given a penalty and. No mm. one would even challenge it. So why Vara getting involved? It, it just wasn't a clear and obvious error because there was there was a connection there. And I can see what you're saying, Rick. If you slow it down and you look at it, I think that the first time I thought that's a blatant penalty. But when I looked at it, and it was slowed down. Oh, he looks like he just hung his leg out a little bit there. But I do think I do think it was a penalty. But we yeah. had it ripped away from us. It, it, kind of like the the Eze one at Crystal Palace last week. Um, if that was given a penalty, I would have said, mm, you know what? I think it was a penalty. You know, it was maybe a penalty, and I wouldn't have probably complained. It was a harsh one. They're yeah, both I, I quite think, harsh.
2: I think a threshold needs to be quite high to this is for it. me. And I think yeah, Eze one is, is quite similar to that. I just don't think their penalties like.
1: I don't think there's enough in the here. The
0: is, problem is, Rick, the consistency. No, yeah.
1: no. no, you know, if that's not a penalty, that's it's cool. No problem. But it's, for me, it's what it's Gary Neville's point, which is that whether, whether it, it, first of all, I think um, someone said, to, I heard someone said today on the radio, they still can't work out whether it's a penalty or not. It's definitely, it's like 50 50 for me. And the fact that you've got two players, Gary Neville pointed out that you have two of their players who kind of bundled into him to get, tried to get the ball, but they definitely, at least one of them, Made contact, at least one of them, if not both, made well, they, contact. And there with was no one near the ball, Boyd. No, there weren't, they weren't. No, there weren't. I mean, I I think it's. If, but, you, if you make a challenge. I know, I know. <laughs> in the penalty area, you're yep. giving
0: the referee a decision right, to make. Right.
1: And right? In, right now, but here's the thing. Here's my point, and then the Gary Neville point, which I think is pertinent. It's you never, ever, ever see them um, re referee the decision ever to that extent. It's always, it, it was not clear and obvious. And I don't know who the, who was the referee expert on Sky. Um, what's his name? That that twat. Oh, Mike Dean. Yeah. Mike Dean. I mean, I have issues about him anyway, obviously. he—he, yeah. he, I mean, he basically admitted that he he, he took to a VAR exactly. decision a couple of weeks ago because of his mate. And for him to, you know, they have to ask him about that. Anyway, they didn't, as far as I'm aware. Anyway, hes he started off by saying, oh, yeah, it's a penalty because he wanted to agree with the decision that was given on the pitch. Then he changed his mind in about 10 seconds. And by the end of it, he was going, yeah, I mean, we've come to the right decision. Gary Neville kept pointing out up until... When he, right at the end of the of the coverage, when they're all there standing there together saying, but they're not supposed to re referee these decisions. They say there's a high margin in which they intervene, and that was not clear and obvious. It was the absolute opposite of clear and obvious to the point where everyone's debating it. So the referee makes the decision on the pitch, and then they cha- and then they get him to change it. It was really you know that is insanely unusual. That so my issue is. Maybe they got it right in the end. Who knows? But it's still debatable. But it def- the fact that it's so debatable meant that they, it was ridiculous that they changed. Their, that they 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 asked him to go to the um, camera thing and watch it, the screen and watch well, it. And as
0: soon as he goes over to the camera, you know it's it's played yeah. in. You know he's just going to yeah, change. Yeah. The, you know, I would yeah. love to see a, a, a referee. at, well, at some stage, I do not I, I can't remember a referee going over there and, and, and blanking him and saying, no, it's a penalty. There has that's been it. one or two. Yeah, it's one been a couple. There? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think yeah, one um, there's one of the women's world cup. Um, I saw just, that one. Tell them yeah. that's true. Yeah. But and there's, yeah. And there's been one or two in the premier league as well. Gumrick. I, I just, I think that I,
2: I think if it was given against us, we, we think it was harsh. And I think that I haven't heard anyone. I know, um, Jeff, just said, you do think it was a penalty. So I'm <laughs> maybe I'm going to, uh, come down from this argument a little bit but I don't think anyone thinks it was definitely a penalty so I definitely hear the argument to say don't overturn it unless it's clear and obvious but I think unless you really think it's a penalty and they're going to use VAR then I don't see the issue with them saying actually just not a penalty regardless of whether it's uh, clear and obvious or not but I do hear that I do hear because, the but that's say,
1: the argument is it's a change in their in, no, they're, they're yeah, definitely, I they that. always say we're not, we're not there to refer in fact Sky had a feature with the um, PGMOL yeah. <laughs> and he reiterated that point. He said, we're we we we're not going to re-referee decisions. On the on-pitch decision, to overturn an on-pitch decision, you have to reach quite a high bar. He at specifically made that point. And for me, they've literally completely gone against that. They've just yeah. completely changed that. And if they've I changed their is. mind publicly, and if, if that's this is the case from now on, they are going to re referee decisions happily, then fine. But uh, as you say, the, the, to use the, the dreaded C word, the consistency is just completely been... See, my, my, my thing off. is,
0: my thing yeah. is that we, we all agree there was definitely some kind of contact, yeah?
1: Yeah, I agree with that, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: Havertz was going towards the goal and the other yeah. two was facing the other way. They yeah. didn't make any contact with the football it's if yeah. there's a contact it,
1: it, it, the other it, thing is i i kind of agree with you the other thing is i we, we had a really good um we it was right in front of us when me and josh were sitting in, on club level and i said to him well, I, I just don't see why he'd go down if there wasn't enough because he was clear on he was like about well, to score i mean even kind of yeah good.
2: <laughs> well that's actually well. an interesting point boy because i this sounds incredibly harsh i'm not meaning to be i'm not trying to jump on the Havertz bandwagon, wagon um but i don't think Every player will go down there. And I think maybe it's to do with his confidence. Maybe I'm looking too much into this, but his confidence no, is I'm low. He takes a chance. Right. Here you go. I'm I'm going yeah. down and win a penalty for Arsenal. Okay. You know, it's it's gives me a bit of uh, my credit in the bank. Whereas maybe a player on form or a player that's a bit more confident just goes bursting past those players and shoots or lays it off. How to,
0: is I think, the end of North Bank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think
2: it was just quite an easy, Or oh, go down here. If I win a penalty, I'm a hero. Yeah. And if I don't, then everyone's just going to shout at the referee anyway. So uh, he kind of did both in the end for a little bit. I actually think, I think it was a, not trying to move away necessarily from the penalty in general, but I think it was a really good game. Like There was many, so many things yeah. that I oh, said. Yeah. I, think the, I think the referee struggled from almost the beginning. Um, the strangest one, and I haven't seen a replay of it, was the Saki yellow card.
0: Oh, oh yeah, I saw. Yeah, yeah. I
2: saw a halftime. Some people yeah. get on there looking at their phones on Twitter and saying that he could have been sent off or some uh, finding some yeah. new accounts. But he gave a foul for to say that Saka was fouled, and yeah. then said that Saka went in dangerously. But if you're being fouled, unless you're right, you know, do yeah. something like unless you're punching someone, you know, and you're not off balance. If you're off balance, how do you, how do you end up? I know it's not important, but how do you end up getting yellow card for fouling someone whilst being fouled? It just it was bizarre i don't think anyone in the stadium knew why he'd been booked and uh, there was just a lot of stuff like telling warning players for time wasting but not booking them And then he started booking them and he uh i think the referee struggled in general and i agree I,
1: yeah
2: yeah i think that, uh, that
1: very that second point is a really good one it was bewildering yeah absolutely bewildering. That. yeah and um also he kept giving um like, he kept doing that there were loads of fouls i thought on both sides, actually, where, which would look like... And he let them go. He's He was obsessed with letting everything go. And then he completely changed that halfway through the first half and then suddenly penalised everyone. He is, he, I think he's terrible, uh, that 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 uh, referee. And he was particularly bad on Saturday. I know it's like... I thought it was interesting, actually, on match of day two, they seemed to deliberately avoid um, analysing the referee mistakes, um, almost like someone had you know, taken the high stand. But it is, as you say, I had everything. The game. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm quite uh, pleased that
2: they avoid that. I get bored yeah. uh, watching them I, unless it's you know something that's really worth talking about. But I'd much rather watch them dissect like elements of the actual game. Like I sure. thought the game changed quite a lot when that Hoyland came on because yeah. suddenly Manu, I, I I I've never seen him play before, and I was really impressed with uh because suddenly Manu had a play that he was backing into Gabriel, and really, Physical, I think yeah. I I don't think Gabriel had a clue what was going on because he'd basically played at you know, mm. played against yeah. Martial that don't got, didn't get near him for however many minutes and suddenly had this guy that was almost bullying him. And it I think it took uh, Gabriel by surprise and he took a while to adapt. But Hoyland, Hoyland turned him a couple of times and he looked like a handful and the game sort of turned a bit because I think we suddenly thought, oh God, you know, they've got they've got a bit about them again. And Rashford's very dangerous on that left-hand side. And uh, I think everyone, I, I felt like there was a bit of a, is it draw such a bad result here? Because, yeah, you know, they threatened a little bit. And then obviously once they scored and it got disallowed, it was suddenly like, oh, we can go on and win. And obviously we did. And it was uh, it was one of the mo- most enjoyable games I've been to. It was amazing. Um, yeah.
0: My blood pressure, yeah. mate, it was through the roof, honestly. it was. I, yeah, I, I was same. sitting there watching the game at the, at the match and it was like, it was so, I was so frustrated and I was getting so wound up. Because uh, I just, I just thought they were going to break away and score, you know, mm, and, and, yeah. and, and, and rob yeah. us. I, I think we was the way the better team. We was always looking to win the well,
1: game. Well, you're right. Yeah, there was a there was a period. they disallowed goal, the the offside, the the um, millimetre yeah. offside. I, I do think I'm not analysing the referee decisions because, Rick's right, it's much better to... I, I make no apologies about, about mentioning the referee because they're just uppermost in my mind, but. The they all contributed to the incredible level of excitement of the game. If it hadn't been for those th- those incidents and their offside, which was millimeters and was mm. and, and and you know it, it, it does feel infuriating. If that, if that had been in our our position, it'd be like m- morally, you feel like the moral high ground as you scored that goal. And and in the yeah. old days, it would have been level. Definitely oh. would have been level, wouldn't it? But yeah. to have that disallowed was so joyous it gave us so much hope and it was so kind it was such a kind of fundamental moment that i I was like that was the first moment of kind of great happiness and relief and luck i think we were very lucky you know i mean gabriel was kind of leaning wasn't he back and forth he was trying to keep keep himself on keep keep the player offside but but that gave us a huge amount of belief and then for those then two subsequent goals to go in as they did and for it to be Declan Rice that scored the goal, the key goal. And even then, and then Jesus to score the second goal. The perfect players who needed goals. And I think, you know, underlining their cult status. Oh,
2: bar Kai Havertz, obviously.
1: Bar Kai Havertz, I know. Yeah, right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But the whole thing had, was like, a, it was like extended fairy tale with like multiple endings. It That's wasn't fast. actually,
2: sorry to cut you off yeah, go point. On. There was, I thought we might've missed our chance to, win the game went, Saka the oh, hitter yes. straight at the what straight a Yeah, no, and it was it was a really nice pass by Ben White I don't think I don't know if Jay's was leaving it on purpose or not I need to see that
1: one more time but well I think Saka thought he might have been but not he yeah because, uh- Part of the excuse as to why he didn't really, yeah, hit it and I think, properly. yeah, and he, when he hit that, I
2: was like, ah, oh, because of all, I reckon if I could choose one player in our squad that, that would fall to, it just came so nicely to him, and he yeah. just passed it straight to the keeper, and it was like, ah, oh, we might. If he kicks it anywhere else, it
1: gets a goal, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, close to the keeper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He didn't, as people who said he didn't have his best game, sucker. But no, you know what? I, But. But he's still like head and shoulders above pretty much every other. You know, Saka not on great form, underlined by that miss, which normally 99 times of 100, you'd say he'd score. He still contributed massively. He, he had an assist and, you know, like lots of goal, goal scoring opportunities he created as well during the match. So he, even when he's not, not, not his best, he's still fantastic. And I think, you know, people, I, I don't, I don't think he's gone. He's just, you know, quite like everyone, he gets, he's a bit knackered and he works relentlessly hard. And he had one of his slightly less effective games, but he's still incredibly was, effective.
0: I think it was one well in Man United tactics, though. You know,
1: yeah. you see Dallow, Dallow was, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: It, it was, Dallow was more or less an attacker yeah. when, when, as soon as they got the ball, he was flying down. And I think he was told, listen, we want Saka to do his work in defense rather yeah. than we have to defend against him. So if yeah. he's up there, he's out of the way, he's out of the problem. And that's why they kept on looking for that long ball to Rashford and Dallow and was just making Saka go and mark him, you know? So he done yeah. most yeah. of the work last night, defending. I, I think that's what it yeah. was.
2: I think, um, I agree that Saka had a quiet game. Actually, I think he almost went about 10 minutes without touching the ball uh, from, the, from when the game first started, it felt like. But um, he's, I think, I still think Saka's underrated. I think the guy is just... He's just unbelievable. I don't think people that don't support Arsenal realise just how good he is because there isn't really anything he can't do. Um, Funny enough, I was showing... Uh, my my five year old daughter. I was just showing her all the Saka's goals on YouTube the other day, and it's amazing when you. She was falling asleep, but you. Oh no, she. She's. Were
1: you giving her? Were you giving her a lecture on Saka's soccer, no. goals? A uh, guide. <laughs> it's
2: it's, it's we, we have. It's quite clear if she wants to stay up a bit later or she just wants to get my good book. She'll <laughs> ask me to watch. Ask to watch football or ask.
1: Oh, it. I'm
2: a sucker. I'm happy. I'm happy to indulge it. So um, so I was showing her the goals, and I had sort of one eye on it because I was working at the time. I said just just watch this, and my daddy just needs to do something. Um, and uh, it's amazing when he when you see his early goals because a lot of them were when he was playing either on the left mm. or a little bit through the yeah. middle um, or in, sort of behind behind a striker, and even on his right foot. He never he never you know, other than when we were one up against Palace and he went to left back for a bit. He never touches the other side of the pitch, but his right foot is brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah. He's even, I think he's, uh, he's definitely yeah, scored at least uh, one header for us. The guy is unbelievable. And yes, they didn't have his best game, but I thought towards the end of the game, I was thinking I'd really like to see Trossard out there just to try and change something. But I thought Martini was playing well and I thought it was a bit harsh to bring him off. But you can't take Saka off. No. He's Real. just he's untouchable, yeah. and yeah. obviously in the end, I don't think Reese Nelson had contributed towards us winning. But um, he played
1: was... one. He played one key pass. I think well, he, I mean, sorry, he, it, yeah. he
2: played, he played yeah. a pass for the third goal. Yeah, for um, the third goal. He yeah. actually has, has an important tackle, sort of yeah. tackle stroke pass with uh, Rashford.
1: Um, and but that uh, felt very symbolic. That that substitution, didn't it? That was like I, I want, I'm going to have a you know kind of just just hit the ran the nail further into Man United by bringing on that one of their nemesis, Reese Nelson.
2: Yeah well I think um yeah like I said I I'm a big fan of Trossard and I and I did want to see him out there but yeah I guess Arteta just thought maybe he wanted to just go like for like with Martinelli off mm. and, uh, and 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 Reese Nelson on but yeah I think Saka is he's just so good and you, but he can't play you can't play a 9 out of 10 every single week because no one can Yeah um,
0: yeah Funny uh, enough on about 65 minutes 70 minutes I was I was asking for to Trossard to come on in replace of um, Havertz. Yeah, yeah. A little bit more movement, hold the ball up a little bit better, you know. And that,
1: but Vieira, isn't he? Vieira did really well um, did. in the previous game when he came yeah. on, and I, th- I think yeah. Vieira deserved that chance, didn't he? And did again, did really well. I mean, fantastic yeah. pass, you know. So I think, I think, I actually thought Arteta's decision making in terms of. Well, everything really kind of worked pretty well. I want to ask about that. I want to go back to the beginning because if I actually let's take a quick break first and then we'll talk about the whole the start of this game and the team selection, etc. Here's a quick break. And we're back from the break. Yeah, I do want to, wanted to mention, because we'll never know the answer to this, but I think it is interesting to ponder, isn't it, whether Arteta would have stuck with, it hadn't been for, you know, the injury to party, whether he would have stuck with party on the right and this this defensive system that has, let's face it, been controversial to say the least and surprising, whereas the party injury allowed him, so to speak, to pick, I think, that probably the team that everyone would have, the thought would have been picked from the very first game this season you know like basically keeping our structure from last season but with a couple of better or new players particularly rice in midfield and Havertz you know in the Jacker role people have gone oh yeah that's what we expected to happen this season and because it didn't I think it's interesting to ponder whether or not he would have gone played that stuck with what he was doing uh Jeff or would he do you think this was would, he would have played this system and roughly this team anyway
0: yeah, I, I think so. I think it's, it's it's tried and tested. And, you know, you, you're playing against the, 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 you know, the better teams or the bigger teams. I, I don't think you can, you can't really take chances, can you? I mean, I, I was I was dreading it until I heard the news about Partey. I was thinking, oh my God, he's up right back. Marcus, Marcus, Marcus Rashford is a left wing, plays on the left there. It, it's not a good match. It's just not a good yeah. match. We're going to be all over the place. So that's what I was really, really about. So you know, personally, I think it was a blessing in disguise. But to answer your question, I do think that he would have changed it back again to the old tried and tested because we're—I think we're much more comfortable. I mean, I, I don't know. You know, uh, you know, um, Gabriel—he—he—he's he, so strong, and I just think he's—he's a, he's a good defender. And he's—you he's, know—he gets very emotional about yeah. stuff, and he's—he's he's one of the leaders of the pack, although he's not a yeah. captain. You know he's there, and he's he's one that will stand up for you. If there's a there's a, a bit of aggravation, he, he'll get involved. He's not he's not one to, to to you know walk out of it. He'll get involved, and he just holds everything together. And I do think we are a better team with Gabriel playing in the team. Mm. So I think he would. I think he would pick that against the team like Man United, anyway.
1: Yeah, Rick. I mean, I guess it we'll never know what was what's in his mind. But he had that. Um, he had that rather kind of um brilliant slash funny. Press conference speech where he talked about how comparing his team selection tactical approach to his different routes to to the training training ground, which was lovely. He had two two big analogies, didn't he, in his press um, statements this week. One was yeah. the route, different the routes to the to the training ground. One, which was great, and everyone picked up on that and said, you know, what w- route would you have gone through this weekend? And there was also the one, the one after the match. Where he talked about the Havertz where he referred the Havertz situation to how he how he conquered. He used the word conquered his wife, um, and he thought the relationship between him and his wife mirrored the relationship, I guess, between the fans and Havertz. Very funny.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think conquered maybe maybe a bit of uh, talking in his second yeah. language there. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think that I do think he would have gone to this back four that did start the game, regardless of part of his injury. Hmm. I think, but I would like to think he also would have played party and rice in midfield and Havertz would have had to have made way. I don't know, I don't, you know, obviously, we'll never know, but I think yesterday did show that we were not necessarily right now anyway in a better position squad wise than we were last season with in midfield because I just didn't see anything yesterday that made me think, oh, yeah, rice and Havertz is a really good midfield. Um, because Havertz just isn't there yet for us. Mm. Um, we've played; he's played four games, so you know, very happy to give him time. The problem is, if if it's not Havertz, I don't rate Vieira. Um, Funny enough, I know he always gets a mention on this podcast, but Alan Algar, I saw a tweet um, that he said, you know, Vieira plays a good ten minutes for us, and suddenly his his uh, fantastic. And I agree; I think Vieira still has a huge way to go because I think you know, if you weigh up all of his performances for Arsenal, I think there's probably one. Good one and that was against uh in his little cameo compared yeah. to the poor one so i if think if you
1: wait if you if you weigh him up if you pardon the uh um, getting, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. he's still he's still so slight and skinny yeah. it am not that no, thing, he is. but it no, just uh, seems it just seems a very unimposing figure so i would he agree does. with that yeah no
2: i i i think um that yeah i think i think it's a problem position for us still despite spending 100 million on someone because we lost shaka we spent 65 million on another one, another player who the jury is still out, but that's fair enough. He's played four games and he's playing in a position that isn't his natural position. We all think, um, but yeah, I think Rice and Party would be a fantastic midfield for us. But I don't know when we'll see it because Party seems like it's going to be out for a while. And I think that second position is is up for grabs. I would say in the you know the Peck and all, you've probably got Havertz, then probably Vieira, and then it'd be interesting to see what he would do if you know he needs to play someone else there. Um, because I think Smith-Rowe seems to be way down the pecking order. Um, maybe he would play Jorginho as the holding midfielder, and Rice is the more attacking one. I don't know. Um, you know, We don't necessarily see that if Havertz and Rice couldn't play. Uh, sorry, Havertz and Vieira couldn't play. But I actually agree with what Jeff was saying earlier. I was hoping that Trossard would, would have come on for Havertz. I thought he left Havertz on for a little bit too long yesterday. Um, it was quite late before he made the change. I, I would have liked to see Trossard, because I'm a big Trossard fan. Yeah. Um,
1: Trosso wasn't so, great, It uh, was he though, when he started not He started up
2: front, he started again up mm. front, and it was 45 minutes. I think overall, Trosso has been very good for us. Mm. Um, I think that, the uh, I actually think Arteta, I don't know how fit, fit Zinchenko was, but I think we're in a bit of a, not a not a big issue, but having one left-footed left-back in the squad, unless you include or isn't great. Like Tommy Asu yesterday had to keep cutting back onto his right foot and it was it was, it was was a little bit frustrating. He can use his left foot, but obviously it's not his natural one. And having, I'm not a big Tierney fan, but having let Tierney go on loan, we do seem to be in a position where it's either Zinchenko or someone who is right-footed that's going to play a left-back, assuming that would be, well, Tommy Asu, really, unless he thinks Kiwi can play there. So, yeah, that, was that wasn't the best substitution for me either obviously you know no one cares now because it paid off i think all three of us subs <laughs> weren't the best with i would have rather seen trosside on instead of nelson either but like i said obviously no one no one's bothered now but yeah i think um the, the starting lineup didn't surprise me mm. and um yeah i think overall obviously it all it all paid off in the end
0: and you know zichenko you know guaranteed he's, he's- He's no he's not going to get through 50 games yeah exactly so, that's
1: the problem no I agree Jeff so you
0: know
1: yeah uh, yeah I can see so, I, I think yeah you're gone
0: Tommy I mean he, he plays yeah. left back for Japan doesn't he uh, yeah the, the,
1: the, the problem is is the problem is the injury to Yuri and Timber isn't it? I mean that that yeah that has
2: robbed even herself. he I know, I know it's I mean it seems like a strange thing to fixate on but even he is right-footed he, he's not someone that's gonna yeah. cross from his left foot it just it just Yesterday, Tommy asked you, I think it was a brief moment where he got onto his left, um, cut back and passed it. And then Vieira passed it back to him and then he passed it back to him because he just couldn't cross. Um, but maybe it's a minute point and, you know, who knows whether it will become apparent again. But I, I, I actually think Zinchenko had one of his aura games yesterday and I'm, and I'm a big fan of his because I think he's really important to the side. And again, you know, not everyone can play really well every week. And obviously that was his first start of the season. So... um uh, was it his yeah, first start? Did he start against Fulham? I can't remember. I don't think. No, he didn't. Did he, no, he came on? No, no came on. Came yeah, on. Came on um, yeah. So yeah, it's nice to have uh, you know these options. I think in centre midfield, we're still not sure. I, I'm still uncertain as to how we're going to line up without parting how it's going to look. Well, I reckon it'll be Rice and Havertz, but how how that's going to play out? I mean, he admits it.
1: I agree, I agree with you, but he he but Arteta basically using his analogy about the route to 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 the to work etc. Was, was his way of and well more, more the and the wife sorry the wife analogy yesterday <laughs> about Havertz was kind of his way of saying I'm persevering with this because because to not persevere with it is worse at, at, and almost ignoring his actual um, level of performance I thought it was fascinating fascinating and revealing because what he's saying really is I need to give him the absolute every single chance there is for him to do well and for and for the fans to fall in love with him even if he's actual performances aren't that great really isn't it that's what he's saying and i thought that was a kind of a quite an, a rare mission really that you sometimes you, your team selection is be, based as much around the psychological importance of not undermining a player and not of reducing their confidence as it is but actually what how they're performing um
0: so, it's, it's so difficult for these players that come in there i'm in the spotlight there's no there's no, oh, no. for to, to hide is and they you know you've got three million cameras watching every every movement you're doing and, and stuff like that I just think we've got to give him time. There's been many. Oh, I know. I'm not. Yeah. The that, of course, I don't know like, you're not. Of
1: course. Yeah. Not, but but it was just, unfortunate, wasn't it? And and, and and that he gave away the ball. It was. For that, you yeah. know, I mean, that was. And in fact, Josh who sat next to me uh, yesterday on club level literally said as he as that happened, he said, oh, "Wouldn't it be awful for him if they then if they now go and score?" Cool, Which, yeah. and, and you could and it was like the, the most unfortunate moment, and I felt and I, I felt sorry for him more than anything um, because but, I'm but sure
0: you know what? God, talking about the goal. Yeah. Okay. He gives the ball away, but they yeah. still had a lot to do. That, he, oh yeah. Oh, it's Really on the halfway line. Yeah. And the way we defended against that goal was shocking.
1: It was. Yeah. Marcus
0: was. Rashford. all right. You know more or less what you know. Uh, I mean, you know, if you're a defender, you need to take them away from the goal, whatever happens. And you know, Rash sure. has got a fantastic shot, right? Yeah. If he cuts inside, we had two players there, both got in front of each other. You know, there was the. the it was like it was, yeah. they didn't know who was going to go and mark what, you know, what way they was going to go. Someone's got to take control of it. You've got to show him out to the corner flag. I mean, rather than in, send it down, send it down up the road or something, then Finsbury Park yeah. or whatever, rather than towards the goal. It was crazy. Mm. And I, was, I know, I think they were
1: just, I, I think
0: they were just. Oh, I could see it happening. I said, do, do not let him go on his right.
1: No, no
0: I no. he, he just cut inside and it was crazy. We've got to learn better. But again, about th- that, we play so high, right? If we play yeah. like that in Europe, we we, we we're going we're gonna to struggle because we, we, the gaps behind and the space in behind is amazing. It's crazy. But
1: they, but they, the way they were set up was so uh, was so interesting, wasn't it? Or, or I mean, interesting slash boring because. I think for the until they scored that goal for the first what half an hour they didn't they barely even tried to get in our half. I mean I know we were pushing up on them but they were you know they they were like playing a low that their apparently amazing goalkeeper on the ball was just spraying it out you know to his own defenders <laughs> to his own full and every now and then he might go a little bit longer but it was unbelievably unambitious for them that for the first half of the first half I thought it was incredible how tedious they were and I think that kind of inevitably means that you end up kind of falling into... Maybe that was the trap they were trying to set that they was, were going to yeah. score on the break. And it worked, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, to some extent. But I think you've it got, did... Sh- Go on.
0: You've got Saliba and, and uh, Gabriel like halfway in the opposition half. And there's a great big gap behind you. And I think no, you've, got, you've, got, you've got two Lightning players up top, which they had in... in uh, who's the uh, who's the right winger? Oh, oh yeah. Anthony. Oh, he's rubbish. Anthony, he's yeah. He's <laughs> got plenty of pace about him. And, and Rashford. You know, mm. that, that, and that's all they had. That is really all they had. A big, let, let, let them have the ball, let them get comfortable. That was the saying, you know, let them, you know, come over the halfway line, you know, yeah. and as soon as yeah. you get it, it Long ball yeah. and and see what else worry they got. They got
1: the goal against the run of play. Dried oh, completely. Mad. Oh, yeah. It, it, it was infuriating. Yeah, because it was so against the run of play, Rick. But but uh, uh, talking of the the, the uh, midfield, I mean, at least uh, I mean compared to our our midfield, Manu's midfield is, is 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 diabolical, I think. And you know, they kind of avoided it as much as possible, and played long balls, or you know, and, and I, I just think we looked so much superior to them in, in every single way. Again, to go back to you know their manager and their players, and even you know. The, the commentator Roy Keane I thought Roy Keane was very like, kind of like un, weirdly kind of complimenting them saying they kind of played quite well I did not think they played particularly well at all apart from one or two moments breakout moments
0: I think um, it was very funny that he, he said about um the detail in the Johnny Johnny, 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 Evans, Evans. Johnny Evans did you yeah. hear about what he said about him no what did no. he say he was here he said he was he was here till he was 27, which was about seven, eight years ago, and he left because he couldn't get in the team. He said, this is Man United. Now we've brought him back. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it is unreal. It shows how times have changed. But Ka- I mean, I was looking at Casemiro yesterday. He looks like he's aged 10 years over the yeah, last six yeah. months. Yeah. He looks I like he's that. gone there. It does. Yeah. yeah it I really think, um,
2: I th- I thought it was a bit odd that Arsenal fans sort of cheered Harry Maguire onto the pitch. Ah. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a bit, uh, yeah, that was odd, especially, really? you know, well, I mean, it's not. I like think it was a,
1: a natural reaction, wasn't it to the fact that we we're kind of, we, I mean, he is a bit shit. <laughs> yeah, like, fine. I get
2: that. But you know, I'm, I'm one of those sort of like, I guess you can call it superstitious. Like, you know, it'll
1: right, go, yeah. the
2: score, go okay. on the score of the winner or something like that. But, um, we, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's, he's obviously gone through a terrible, what, two year period or whatever, but I think that would maybe, I don't know, not sure. Not not that I, you know, mine from a, not, um, you know, if you want to call it They're abuse, a team, not, like, I don't know that much. But yeah, I just think that was a start. It. But when I saw Johnny Evans, come on, I almost yeah, had to man. double take. Oh, I well, you know. No, no. And and, and, and Arsenal, we you know we brought back Sol Campbell, you know, Henri mm. Layman. So maybe mm. we're not ones to talk. Yeah, but, but yeah. that was straight. Yeah, to come on in a Premier League game. I mean, straight away, Jesus just turned him like yeah. he hadn't, yeah, it yeah, was mad. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was that was strange. That was yeah, very. That was. I mean, it was encouraging to see him come on. But also, it's not like he'd been playing a bit. He was coming on almost cold to come on into yeah. that. You know, that was that was. We've awesome.
0: Got some plenty of dead players, haven't I? I mean, Marshall. I think he was on loan
1: last year wasn't he? They brought him back in uh, Yeah, Martial still has never delivered just but the, the, uh, interesting about what about the um, Harry Maguire substitution because what, 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 what I thought it was really funny that he got massive um, cheers from the Arsenal fans when he came what, ironic cheers. Josh actually next to me was was slightly appalled for for another reason but he just thought it was a bit much to be so kind of you know to to, to be so harsh. I thought it, yeah. and he thought it was too harsh. I think it's in the natural you know, ebb and flow of fandom and, you know, and he is, he's one of those players that people, the, I think it's the fact that he's still that first choice for England that people find quite bewildering. Yeah.
2: that well, That's a good point. I, I think that probably is. it. He's almost yeah. become a laughing stock. Well, yeah, exactly. through means of not, you know, not his own, but yeah, I think I do. I, I have kind of agree with Josh. It's not like he is someone that's ever done Arsenal any harm as such, but he's still a man you play. I'm not going to lose any sleeper if I, it surprised me more than anything. But, uh, yeah, going yeah, mean, back to your point before about them, if he'll being, you know, old and slow. And I think that was it. I think that's why they set up so so deep because they don't have the legs. They couldn't, they didn't have the legs. Yes. To, yeah. Yeah, yeah. To,
1: yeah absolutely. To yeah. Yeah. I and mean, when you're looking at two, I think, I, I, I sat there thinking at one point, um, I think we—it was to maybe after their disallowed um, goal, before extra time, before added time, when it did feel like both teams almost were kind of happy with the with the draw, and they were both a little bit scared at that point of um, of, you know conceding, and and I thought maybe and that, but I I sat there thinking, and no, we're so much better than them. It would be outrageous if we settled for a draw, and that's why I think it made the subsequent events so spectacularly pleasing and exciting and thrilling. You know and let's talk about... Go on. Sorry, one minute. Yeah. We, both teams looked really, really tired, didn't they? Oh, they did, yeah. We got to a yeah.
0: stage where they were just knocking it yeah. out of the
1: backdrop. But, but I think it was fresh. really hot, wasn't it, to be fair? It was, it was one of the hottest, the temperature-wise. And it was Josh a very I, emotional
0: game. It was emotional... It?
1: Yeah, but I think Josh and I sat there thinking this is one of the hottest temperature-wise games we've ever been to at the yeah. Emirates. It just felt really, really like the sun was burning. Humid. Onto yes, its humid, heat. So I think that added to the sense they were all fucking knackered. And, and it was, as you say, mentally exhausting as well. But what, let's talk about, I mean, you know, we've kind of left it to last, I think, perhaps fittingly, but I just think I, I it's up there with the most satisfying and joyous experiences oh, ever. I mean, the atmosphere oh. was brilliant from the start. Like, I, in fact, um, Josh's. Just brought a friend who was not an artist. I think he was a Coventry fan. Um, and he said right at the beginning, he was like, oh, the atmosphere is brilliant. He wasn't really expecting it, you know, having been here probably before, a while ago, before, you know, the, the Arteta came coming good year, year, if you like. But the atmosphere now was brilliant from the start. But it became incredible as time wore on, didn't it? And by the time, you know, it got to added time, it was just incredible. It was And it was a fantastic... And there was something about both goals... Something about the celebration was incredible. Declan Rice's celebration, the other players going crazy around him, running into the fans. The close-up of the him trying to protect his head whenever all these fans were like trying to grab onto his ears. Oh, yeah. it, the whole thing was fantastic. And then the the Jesus goal was just a glorious piece of beauty as well. Um, it's always
0: it's it's, all, it's all, I mean you know we've got a big history with Man United you know yeah. and it's always great. To beat Manchester United, no matter what. But it's even better when you beat them like that late. Yeah. yeah you right.
1: know. Yeah. Uh, Twice was, with so, a double yeah, late goal. Yeah. yeah. And
0: like you, Boyd, I got to a stage of thought, especially when they scored that goal. I thought it was a goal. I, I, did, I did genuinely think yeah, it was yeah. onside, right? Yeah. Until we see the line. Yeah. And I thought, oh, that's it. And I, I went so flat. I, I, you know, I didn't speak until, you know, the, the VAR. Uh, mm. had come through and he said, it's, you know, it's offside. I thought, okay. And that, that was like, it was like scoring ourselves at that yeah. stage, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then but then, from how down I went and into the euphoria of, of, of Declan Rice putting yeah. that one in and then, I mean, was the way he, uh, he sent the lad out for a bag of crisps, didn't he? The way he'd cut back on <laughs> yeah. it. It was, it was so yes. funny. And, um, yeah, the, the way he slotted that home was, um, and that's the point. Yeah, because in in the past we've seen Jesus in front of goal, mm. you know, latching at things, and there was no yeah. calmness. He, looks, he's always quick, he's always busy about the pitch. And one thing I was saying, now no, calm down, calm down in front of goal. And I suppose, mm. mate, I'm hoping now the penny's dropped.
1: And I think he, you're right. Yeah, once he gets I in think front that... of the goal, he's got to learn to just calm. Uh, but I think that was pure instinct you see for me I think he when, when he uh, you know he's one of those players that when he doesn't have time to think about what he's doing and he, he was just there the moment and there was the sliding attempt to slide into him and that then it's and then he's, he's, he he unleashed the shot brilliantly but you're right I think that would do his confidence a massive amount I mean he's not as confident he's a confident player anyway but I think yeah. it would just I think it would just hopefully his goal scoring and abilities I'm,
0: so, I'm, I'm just praying now we've got him back as the, the original Gabby you know and he's just yeah, yeah, full yeah. of fitness now yeah. he's not you know and he's yeah. fine I mean, I'm,
1: well, I mean I'm, having said that there's a battle there isn't there for the for that for the for the central center forward role between yeah. him and Eddie I mean Eddie did had a pretty good game again you know yeah. I would say I mean I'd rather I I think Jesus gets it for me Rick yeah. do you, I mean that the whole ending the whole last you know 10 12 minutes of added time the atmosphere everything about it how did you how was it for you
2: yeah I it's right up there with one of my you know best games of the emirates i think i think that um when i mean my voice is is gone from my thing that was just from the the rice goal um everything about it was just absolutely incredible um and yeah i i you know the celebrations where i was sitting was just they were really were well unbelievable um there's just everything about it like you said declan rice yeah, it's just, it really was unbelievable. I think the third goal, just to know that
1: the game was done, was yeah. amazing. The relief. The, relief. amazing. Yeah.
0: the relief was amazing, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. we knew yeah. there was
1: no way back at it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It was like, pent up. Yeah. 60,000 people, 52,000 people pent up emotionally.
2: <laughs> yeah. And boy, I agree with you, actually. I think Enketia, I'd I start Jesus 10 out of 10 times. But Enketia just seems to be playing better and better every game. More, well, he's getting more and more involved. Like, he's evolving into another Gabby. He's evolving more into like a J two type player rather than when he's just a penalty box player, which is really encouraging.
0: And he's yeah. he's, he's like a battering ram now, isn't he? As yeah, well, he really gets involved. And I mean, he was absolutely shot, wasn't he? But when he came off, he was yeah. so tired. Yeah, you know? he,
1: he worked so hard. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So and hard. just and just a word about Declan Rice himself. I mean, I think I you know it's a cliche to say it, but I think the hundred and five million has been paid off almost already. Just because <laughs> I think you know that goal is so important. That game, you know, I kept saying, I, I sat there muttering to Josh, You must have been so bored of me saying, that we had to win that game. I just think yeah. just for the way our season, if, if we consider ourselves to be the main contenders to Man City, and I think I think we do, I think Arteta does, and I think, you know, now a lot of the players do. And I think particularly like Declan Rice said it in his post-match interview, he was, I thought it was a really interesting thing to say and a quite unusual thing to say that he felt that, you know, if we hadn't have won the game, we would have been an- too many points behind Man City too early on in the season. And the fact you're thinking like that, you know, that, that we are contenders for for Man City is brilliant. I love that that whole sense of ambition that he's got. He's a brilliant post match interviewee, uh, well, just an interview in general. He like he really he says stuff that you feel like is completely honest and down to earth. And you know, I think he's a fantastic addition. So I genuinely think he's he's worth that. And
0: you know what? I, I think there's so much more for, for to come. Oh from. God,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: you know you can just see it you know he's learning on the job but you you heard him say he's like learning a new position yeah uh, you yeah. know that you know the eight and the 6 and everything else he said but um i think there's so much more and i think you know he'll, he'll move on and he'll will i think he's cheap for the money you look at <laughs> him now, mate. i love it yeah. i think he's cheap yeah,
1: yeah. and he was uh, man of uh, the match Rick, wasn't he so yeah you know. def-
2: definitely definitely man of the match but i think what well, it was i don't know maybe 15 20 minutes in he put in a brilliant tackle on bruno fernandes it was oh, almost yeah. not yes. out of nowhere, but it was a tackle that maybe you know Xhaka wouldn't have got to—not criticism of Xhaka necessarily, but it was the way he just had the speed to get there, and he was putting a brilliant tackle, came away with the ball, and I think that really set the tone. It was like, okay, we, you know, that, that's sort of thing we want to see from someone like Declan Rice. That was amazing.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, well, we're running out of time, and so we've got a we've got a little inter inter break international break, of course. Um, I'm sure. Saka will be picked in both of the games against Ukraine and Scotland because he know because he never gets time <laughs> off ever, which I kinda of, you know, I, I love it in a way. But he will, you know, he obviously maybe maybe one day he'll get a rest. But we need his, we need
2: more his, of our players to do what Ben White did and just alien, alienate themselves from yes. the uh, the England squad.
1: <laughs> yeah, clearly there's no way back for Ben White with, with uh, Yeah, I mean, definitely I, I, not. I, if yeah, Hunter McGuire is yeah.
2: in the England squad and Ben White's not, then uh, right. it's fair to say that exactly. Ben White's time with England has come to an end under ground south, game.
0: Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah, that's if, why Jordan, the if Jordan
2: Henderson can play as well, then. Uh, indeed. indeed. Yeah.
1: So the next actual home league, the next actual league game is on Sunday, the 17th of September against Everton away at 4 30 pm. Oh. Yeah. Um, we don't have a great record, do we, at Everton? Um no. Even though oh, they are I absolutely last, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh. Um, so what do you think will happen this time, Jeff?
0: No, I, I just think we're just way too strong from now. If we go there with the right attitude, and, and you know you, you've got to match them you know you've got to, the old school saying you've got to earn the right to play first and we should we should honestly we could go three or four I reckon honestly we should do I'm going to go 3-0 3-0
1: like it Rick yeah anything but a win
2: is just mad they just about hung on thanks to a great save I picked from the last minute against Sheffield United so uh, but we always have a bad record there I'll go 2-0
1: uh, yeah, I'm going to go. I think I'll go 2-1. I think it will be – I think they might score first. But we'll, we'll triumph in the end. Well, Rick and Jeff, it's been fantastic as ever. Um, we've coped without the presence of Josh, um, who was uh, sidelined at the last minute. But uh, thank you so much. And uh, we'll be back after the international break, after the Everton game away. And let's hope we do, we all, do we all win it and uh, we triumph in the end. Cheers. Bye. If you want to advertise on or sponsor
0: this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
1: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.